What is up, everybody? It's Saturday. You should know what that means because it's another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. We're back on a Saturday. We had a good streak going on Friday. My name is Brandon Tangum. I'm sitting electronically more than six feet away from me. The lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Cops and Dominic. The reason we're doing this on a Friday, on a Saturday, is because you're just such a fucking party animal. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I wasn't partying at all. I was just with my best friend forever. Brian Sandoval on his birthday yesterday. So happy birthday to Brian Sandoval. Best friend forever. Love of my life. The ying to my yang. The peanut butter to my jelly. My best friend. You know, that guy. He the guy. What'd you get him for his birthday? Because, you know, now you have to compare and contrast. Um, and, you know, the whole world will know now. I got him. Well, like, I got him a couple things throughout the year. I got him, like, so I got him the... Stormtrooper gold, the gold Stormtrooper pop. Mm. Um, How much is that worth? I have no idea. I don't. Is it worth more than the Ada Grill WrestleMania 20? Actually, yeah. Mm. And then I got him a Fast and Furious little, like, no, I got, no, I got him a Shelby GT model car because he likes to put those together sometimes. I got him that. Mm. And, um, you know, the undying love and support from me in the studio audience. So, you know. It's a pretty big fucking deal. Mm, must be nice. And now that he's moved back, here I am, just in the background. Side bitch. I'm just the side bitch now. <laughs> Don't even, I used to be the guy you play video games with. Can't even do that anymore. You know, it's just because we're both hardworking men. Used to be the guy we would go on vacations. And now hey, you're not do that, that guy. Anymore. You're not that guy anymore. So, like, now I guess we're just podcast co hosts. Someone who even knows how long that's going to last. I mean, Brandon, the, the, you you have a special part of, of my life, okay? So you know, it's 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 complicated. We have a complicated relationship. Okay, you know, you, you insult me on the podcast, and then you know, say Dominic says some stupid shit before about the stupidest thing you ever fucking said, and then I'm like, oh my god, that hurt my feelings. And the next thing you know, common courtesy in India. Speaking of, speaking of which, do we have like a, an Indian thumbs up update? No, I didn't buy any. You didn't play any. I didn't buy any. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I don't, I don't shop there. Full disclosure: We are doing this podcast way early than we normally do. We're doing it at eight thirty. I woke up like twenty minutes ago. So any stupid thing, at, I woke up at seven. Two cups of coffee down. Let's get right into it, Brandon, because I want to get this over with. Uh, also, that's why we're doing it so early is because, you know, some people are so busy. I have to do something later. But, you know, that's whatever. I have to put my body on the line and, you know, get like five hours of sleep just to do this podcast. Hey, maybe you, you know, switch your habits, go to bed early. Well, it's because, you know, I'm a working man now, so I don't get to play video games. And so I... You know, and there's a new season or a new ending program for MLB The Show. And so, you know, I got to get started on that. I got to give Vladimir Guerrero. And then you know, maybe we'll play tonight. Maybe because someone keeps complaining that we don't play with each other anymore. But Well, I mean, Tyler must be just be bitching up a storm. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Now, 
let's move on in to what we have a jam-packed so just jam-packed filled of news and notes everything mostly sports i mean mlb trade line dead trade line deadline came and went god damn it's gonna be fun today but (laughs) friday was the trade deadline I mean, it was like Thursday and there was just so much fucking shit going on. And then it just was even crazier on Friday. Dominic, is this the best slash craziest trade deadline of any sport that we've seen in recent history? I mean, if you want to talk about me paying attention, yes. Because Dominic just knows everything. I mean, he's got every single he does. He knows even the prospects that are getting traded. Oh, totally. Because I told I told you I was going to do. Do the uh, do the learning of names and and shit and okay I'm too tired for the play this fucking game I don't know shit I know big names that's about it um, but I got to be honest I think I said last week maybe the week before that the Cubs are gonna hold on for dear life and I was wrong fucking dead wrong and someone also said that to help you for the podcast that they're going to send you all the names and all the notes from their podcast that they did on Wednesday, which technically doesn't really help us help you too much for today's podcast, because I mean, just so much stuff happened like the 48 hours after they did their podcast, but they never did that. So yeah. it's so, kind of great friend. They are. Yeah. You know, and just hurts my feelings a little bit more. And maybe my feud is uh, going to have to switch to a different name, mm, different TG. One might say, but before we talk about the trades, let's talk about someone who didn't get traded because pretty much every single big name we speculated got traded. But the one glaring omission from those trades was Trevor Story. Why no Trevor Story trade? Is there is are the Rockies like, oh, you know, we let go of Nolan Arenado. We're not going to do it to Trevor Story this time, even though they're not really doing too much. And now their divisions got even harder. Now it's a three team race instead of just two teams. I mean, I mean, there, there's a part of me that thinks something's going to come at the end of the year for him, but it's the Rockies. They're, they're a floundering team in that division, so I wouldn't be surprised if he signs somewhere at the end of the year. Well, beginning of the next year, sorry. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't think he's... Isn't he a free agent? Is he a free agent? No, I need to look it up because... I'll look it up. You're looking up, see, and this is why I didn't want to look up everything because then it's just gonna be so fucking difficult. All right, here we go. Trevor Story contract. Let's see what he's looking like for the next couple so, years. A two year. Oh my god, Dominic, he's you're so smart. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2022. Fucking told you. So does that mean they're gonna sign him, or then what the fuck are they even doing? Because what's the point of even holding him if they're not gonna sign him, or if they're, I mean, they'll sign him to a really big contract and then trade him to the Cardinals next yeah, year right sounds about right okay and then speaking of the people who actually got traded so full disclosure we're probably not gonna get every single name i tried to screenshot things from instagram and then of course you know even bigger names and bigger things happened on friday but we're gonna try our best uh so this the uh we talked about you know some trades last week but the big one kind of kicked it all off i believe this was on sunday we have Adam Frazier of the Pirates going to the San Diego Padres. He leads or at least led the league in hits at the time of the trade. I think that's one of the first times ever that's really happened. And now they, you know, they move him over. Uh, he's kind of a 
super utility guy. He can kind of play all over the place. They're kind of, I saw him play in the outfield. I think he can play second. He can do other things of that nature. Um, there's Tatis got injured yesterday. I haven't seen anything thus far, but it did not look very good. Uh, but, you know, taking out the Tatis injury just with him on the field and Adam Frazier on the field, Dominic, your thoughts on this trade and this move for the Padres. I mean, it's definitely a good pick me up. I feel like since he's a good utility player, you know, you can kind of just throw him in anywhere. I feel like second base, it's kind of hit and miss. I can't, I can't say the guy's last name to, to save my life. You're the Padres fan. Is it Cor- Worth or something like that? Or? Cronenworth. Cronenworth. Jake Cronenworth, which I remember because those other people who do that other podcast besmirched the name of Jake Cronenworth. They said, oh, you know, don't let him swing on a 3-0 pitch because he's trash, but he's batting like 280-something. Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's trash, but I feel like... Daddy Hex for everybody, damn it. Everyone swings <laughs> on 3-0, even the pitchers. Who cares? Um, I feel like he's he, he's definitely come a long way. I feel like Frazier, though, could be a good, consistent player, but I'm not I'm not here to to be the... I'm not, I'm not the Padres fan here, so I can't really speak on it too much, but um, I feel like he... Frazier in that lineup is definitely needed. Um, even with Tatis there, not not to say the Padres are bad, but I think it'll give them that extra little oomph to to get over the hump. Well, technically, I'm not a Padres fan either because I'm a Reds fan this week. So shout out to uh, go Reds, go Joey Votto, just absolutely hitting the piss out of the ball. But I I like the trade. I like the move. They're in third place, kind of, but they're kind of comfortably sitting in that second wild card. So I would, it's almost like a done deal if they're going to make the playoffs. I know the Reds are like six games back of the Padres or something like that. So, you know, there's still a lot of room. Obviously, the Tatis injury is going to hurt them if he is gone long term. Possibly, I mean, not going to speculate on how long it was, but it looked kind of awkward. It did not look very good, but I mean, you're, you're not a Padres fan. Who gives a fuck? I know who gives a shit, but uh, even with Tetis out, that definitely helps them even more because that, I mean, the lineup wasn't really the issue. I think they could, I mean, obviously if you can get the league leader in hits, you're going to try to take them, but I would have liked them to go after a starting pitcher and they did go after a starting pitcher. We thought they were going to get the biggest fish on the pond, but, that just didn't happen. He moved two hours north of San Diego, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, um, you know, it, it's a little wondering what it's, you know, it, it's kind of what I said. I don't know why they went after him, but he's a really good player. One of the best on the market. I mean, might as well get him. Then moving on over, we got the Oakland Athletics. Yes, they actually made some moves. And they landed one of the bigger ones. It was a one-for-one trade, no prospects, even though uh, I do got some some issues with the, the trade as well. But uh, they acquired Starlin Marte from the Miami Marlins, trading over Jesus Lazardo to Miami. Um, this is a rental. Starlin Marte is a free agent at the end of the season. Uh, Jesus Lazardo still under control until 2026. He has not been very good this year. I mean, he was much hyped. I mean, we saw him in the 2019 wild card game. He was like the only real bright spot in that game. Then he comes in 2020. He did. Oh, he did good. And then 2021, it just has not been very good. And then he can't even find find it in the minor leagues. He also broke his hand playing video games or his pinky. Not a good look. So he, he moves over there. He's a South Florida guy. So hopefully maybe he can figure it out there. Dominic thoughts on this trade with the A's. I was actually kind of blown away that, uh, 
they uh, landed Marte, but I think it's good if all things work out. I highly doubt he's going to re-sign next year to play at the A's, but if they can get something out of it, maybe a good pennant push or something like that, that will be kind of cool to see. Yeah, I mean, it's the contract issue. It's a rental, and then you're trading Jesus, who's really he has a really high upside. He's under control for such a long period of time. I'm not saying like this trade only works if it's like results in a World Series, but like if Jesus still pans out the way that I think a lot of people still think he could, and the Marlins have a, a rich history of you know developing nice young arms and he's still like well, i think 22 23 24 something like that so he still definitely has time left to figure it out but trading someone who helps your team right now for the next two months compared to giving up someone who can be a key contributor for the next five years and who knows when the a's window closes i mean i would say maybe they have two more like legitimate years of actually being contenders before the mats jump ship and Signed somewhere else, so I mean, Starling Marte, he's good. I would, I you know, I really wanted Trevor Story because I do think like that infield, you know, second short, we needed someone. If only we had like an MVP caliber shortstop, we could have signed in the offseason. I mean, that's just if only we if only that happened, but we can't be too greedy here in Oakland. I know, right? So poor, but um, it's it's a good move, but it's also a short term move. I can't. Unless it results in a World Series. Like, if they win the World Series, good. It yeah. was fucking worth it. But if they don't, and then Jesus turns out to be a fucking know, really star, a, a star, then that's when, like, okay, obviously it didn't work out. So, that, okay. uh, uh, another move from the A's kind of jumping, even, you know, jumping forward in time. Can we take a time out? Do you have to take a shit down? No, Mary needs me. Oh, damn. Hate to see it. So, uh, yes, how long is this time going to be? I don't know. Okay. So, well, I'll be back as soon as I can. Mm. Right, someone, just, someone just dropped a cup. Yeah, hang on. Anyways. <laughs> All right, so we'll go over the uh, the A's trades. They didn't. I mean, obviously the Starling Marte one was the big name. Uh, they also traded for Andrew Chafin, relief pitcher from the Cubs. I like that trade. The starters for the A's have been just absolutely phenomenal, which is one of the reasons why Jesus got traded. They don't need him right now. You know, they have. I think the second most quality starts in the league, they've had the same five starters for like pretty much almost the entirety of the season, which is very rare. So everyone's staying healthy and everyone's pitching well. So that's also great. And the bullpen bullpen is not as good as it was last year with Liam Hendricks, but they're, they're good enough. You know, sometimes it can be a little hit and miss. Jake Diekman had just an absolute atrocious outing last week where he threw like four or five wild pitches and he, you know, that one of them scored the winning run. But you know, getting a little bit more of a little more depth in the bullpen I, is a good move for the A's. Um, now I, I don't know too much about Shaven personally, like in terms of his repertoire or his stat line, but you know, just getting an extra arm in there. He's he look he's a wild dude. He's got like the mustache. He looks like he's back from the '70s for the A's. So uh, maybe that would give a nice little boost to the athletics. Uh, also, going back to Starling Marte, maybe he uh, is helping out the A's because ever since the trade went down. They're 3-0. So uh, shout out to that. Then uh, one of the late ones that happened, they got uh, – fuck, I forget. Is his name Josh Harrison? I believe his name's Josh Harrison now. Okay, don't tell Dominic that I, I didn't know what his name is, even though it is 
Josh Harrison. But anyways, oh, it is. Look at that. But um, they traded to the Washington Nationals, uh, some prospects or whatever, for Josh Harrison and Jan Gomes, two veterans. They would be, you know, obviously more role players slash backup roles. Uh, Josh Harrison, a utility guy. Uh, they said this on the broadcast, and it just made absolutely, you know, a ton of sense. He's like Tony Kemp, but right-handed, so he can just be, play, you know, play all over the place, play where they need him to be, you know, a second baseman kind of corner outfielder, but mostly kind of like that second baseman type role. So uh, that that's a good move. Um, the Young Gomes one, that's also a, a decent move as well. But Star- the Starlin Marte one is the one that's going to catch a lot of the headlines. Young Gomes, I think, as a veteran backup catcher, could help out Sean Murphy, who defensively, fantastic, struggling a little offensively, but he's so strong that when he gets a hold of one and he hits one, it's going to go a long way. So I think all, th- uh, oh yeah, all three moves that the A's made at the deadline, uh, I like them all to varying degrees. None of them were absolute home runs. The Starling Marte one, we're going to have to wait and see. He's not a big pop guy, but he's an on-base average guy. And that's definitely going to help the A's. But also the common theme throughout these last couple months is the A's have not been able to get that key hit, get the you know bases loaded, you know runner on second, third type hit to really break the game open and swing it their way. So yeah, Starling Marte batting first, second can get on base. But if Olsen, Laureano, Chapman aren't able to you know, hit him in, then it's not worth it exactly. as much. Exactly, Dominic. We just went over the uh, the other two Oakland moves. the Josh uh, Harrison and uh, Gomes, right, or something like that? Uh-huh, and Andrew Chafin from the, the Cubs. So anything uh, of note from those, you know, some veteran names. They're not going to be the stars like Marte is, but, you know, it's some depth. The only thing I was really curious about, which you probably went over since I just literally put my headset back on, but um, is Harrison going to be your starting second baseman now? I think the second base position is always just going to be a constant door of matchups with Pinder out. Shout out stepdaddy. He's uh, he's going to be out for a, a little while. And I do think that's kind of where he steps in. He's going to be that Pinder role. And I said, he's like the right-handed Tony Kemp. So Tony Kemp plays primarily second base, but he can also kind of move around all over the place. And Josh Harrison bats right-handed. So he's just, you know, the mere opposite. And so, we're, you know, right-hander uh, Kemp plays left-hander Harrison plays and yada, yada, yada. So he's 34 years old. You know, he's a good veteran hand. I like the young Gomes one, maybe a tad bit more. Cause I think he can do more to Murphy, you know, as kind of a nice backup mentor. We've had some nice veteran catchers in the past. And I think a young Gomes would be another one. Okay. Where are we going to go next? Atlanta, San Francisco, White Sox. Oh, we're we're trying. I'm, I'm trying to like move along in order in terms okay, of what okay. actually happened. So then we got uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. They get Eduardo Escobar from the Arizona Diamondbacks. They add uh, a bat to their lineup, and I think that's definitely the only real. I don't know if I'd say weakness because they're in first place, but I think the uh, the place that they can improve the most. Dominic, uh, the the rich get richer. They uh, the add Eduardo Escobar. Any uh, thoughts on him going to the Brewers? And I don't know if Mr. X really wants to hear this, but uh, does this make them kind of the clear-cut winners of the Central? I mean, if he doesn't want to hear it, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to upset our only fan. Only fans? Only fans coming soon. I mean, okay, let me rephrase. I don't want if he doesn't want to hear it. I'm not going to say it. I don't want to upset the biggest fan of football okay. and chair shots. Okay, so I'm not going to say it. I think this makes the car the the Cardinals no the Reds even more dangerous. Oh, okay, okay. Even though he got traded to the Brewers. 
yes, I know, but I'm just trying to trying to hype them up. I feel I feel you. I feel you. Um, yeah, I think it's a, a really good move. Then uh, over to the Bronx, the Yankees making uh, some big names. We're just going to kind of clump them together. Uh, they get Joey Gallo and they get Anthony Rizzo. So they get two big bats. They get, you know, corner outfielder, first baseman. A little quizzical to me because I didn't think that's really where they needed help. They needed they need pitching. They need starters. They need, you know, maybe a little bit more bullpen help. But I didn't. I mean, the thing is, they have like the big names, but yet the Yankees are not producing offensively. So in terms it like in theory, it works. But then it's also like they they need other things as well. Like Luke Voigt, he's been dealing with some injuries, which sucks. But now he's going to get the boot, even though he led the league in home runs last year for Anthony Rizzo, uh, Joey Gallo. I, lo- I love his swing. You know, he's kind of a high, you know, the three true outcomes type of batter. Dominic, you know what those are? Wait, what? The reaching around what? The three true outcomes. Three trout comes? True outcomes. I have no idea. That'd be a home run, a strikeout, and a walk. Because you don't need to do anything for those oh, to Oh, three happen. true outcomes. Oh, I was clumping them together. I'm like, what the fuck is that word? Oh, okay. Anyway, so thoughts on uh, those two moves, and does this make the Yankees legitimate contenders now? Are they going to sail up the rankings now? Because hell, fucking no, dude. Just because you add Rizzo and Gallo mid-year, or it's not going to change shit. They they needed them from the start. Rizzo's kind of paying off. Hit that fucking bomb. I think as a first at bat or whatever. Chicago cleats and and gloves. (laughs) It's okay, but Rizzo's all. I'm not going to say panning out already, but I mean he's kind of making a name in the Bronx Gallo. I mean, it's fucking Gallo. He's going to be fucking hitting nukes as the kids say, right? Yeah. You're so down with the sickness, Dominic. I try. Ooh, gaga, gaga. But um, I mean, I, I don't really see them. I mean, unless they go on a really huge hot streak, I don't really see anything really changing for New York. Um you know, maybe the other New York team when we get to them, will, you know, Ooh, that's maybe stake their claim. You never know. You never know. Then uh, staying in the AL East, we got the Blue Jays trading for Brad Hand, left-handed relief pitcher. And they also get Jose Barrios from the Minnesota Twins. We've talked about it. Their lineup is absolutely on fire. They have like one of the best run differentials or whatever in the league, but yet they're still in third, fourth place. Now, do these two moves, which I think are, you know, better helps in terms of their deficiencies, Dominic, will this get the Blue Jays rising up the ranks? I still don't think so. I think Barrios, I mean, he's still a kind of like a big, not a big, big name for the Blue Jays to get, but um, I think he has some pitching problems. But, you know, we'll we'll see how it pans out for the Toronto Bluebirds, the actual Toronto Blue Jays, because they returned back to Toronto yesterday. Got a win. Absolutely love to see it. Or was it Thursday? I don't know. They're back They're I, I told you, Mr. S asked us who's the team to watch who will upset. I told you the Toronto Blue Jays. They're going to do it. They're going to. Well, maybe I don't want them to do it because then they might sneak into that second wild card and then, you know, bump out the A's. But anyways, we're not going to talk about that. Um, continuing. In the AL East, uh, we got Kyle Schwarber. He 
gets traded to the Boston Red Sox, kind of a left-handed hitting. J.D. Martinez doesn't play too much defense. He can hit the shit out of the ball. He was on an absolute tear in June. Now, Dominic, does this have the Boston Red Sox staying at the top of the ranks? Definitely helps him. I can tell you that. Um, Now, I mean, Tampa Bay is like a half a game back. I'm not saying that having Schwarber is going to, you know, really elevate him to the point of no return, but it definitely does help Boston out a little bit, keeping trying to keep Tampa Bay at bay. Ooh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, I don't know if I say it like I love the move, but having Kyle Schwarber in that Red Sox offense, just even more potent, more deadly. It definitely is a good move. Now, just kind of scrolling through the Instagram feed, just kind of going over the things I missed. Uh, Danny Duffy, the uh, left-handed pitcher from the Royals, he's getting moved over to the Dodgers. And also the bigger name, we're going to kind of get into the Friday news where Max Scherzer and Trey Turner get traded to the Dodgers. The Dodgers, they already had the highest payroll in baseball. They just add to that total. And they, you know, the rich get richer. As one might say, Dominic, thoughts on the Dodgers absolutely loading up in this trade deadline. Definitely, I would say the biggest win of this trade season, whatever you want to call it. Um, It helps them out a lot. But the thing is, I mean, if you look at standings right now, they're three games back of the Giants. I don't know if... If it's going to be enough, not not taking anything away from what they've done and what um, Scherzer has done, but I don't, you know, just adding a big name, somebody who's been on a fucking tear. I don't know if it's enough. Yeah, I think this is the the Dodgers kind of admitting that Trevor Bauer is gone for the rest of the season, and who knows if he's even going to pitch in the in the MLB again, but. Uh, the Trey Turner one, I think, is interesting because they're so loaded. They have so many different weapons that I don't know where exactly he fits in. Corey Seager got reactivated. So you can have Trey Turner at shortstop. I don't know where Corey Seager goes once he like officially returns and he's like playing every day. Maybe you have them both up the middle, which, I mean, Jesus, that's just insane. But uh, the Dodgers, they're, they're right there. Can they overtake the Giants? Possibly. But it's almost kind of like a basketball move, I would say. Like they're just kind of loading up. You know, if they want, if they make it to first place, good. But, but I mean, there's also the wild card. You can never just expect them to win the wild card game. But and the Dodgers just continuing. And I, I mean, I got respect for them. They could just rest back on their laurels. They won the World Series last year. We're cool. You know, yeah, Trevor Bauer's gone. We've had some injuries. Mookie's not exactly turning out well this year. But nope, they're still going for it. So got to respect him for that, at least, right? Yeah, I mean, they're they're not officially admitting defeat, but they're admitting it. So, I mean, respect. Respect. Uh, Adam Duval goes from the Marlins to the Atlanta Braves, uh, continuing to try to fill that void that Ronald Acuna uh, leaves behind. R.I.P. T's and P's. Uh, then we got uh, just all all the Chicago Cubs just being left behind uh, any overarching thoughts. I mean, just how quickly things turned around that the Cubs were in first place and then just an absolute fire sale. I mean, like I said, I was over here thinking that the Cubs are going to hold on to, you know, some names, 
try to maybe get something out of the end of the year, you know, deal or something like that. Clearly, I don't know shit because pretty much all their marquee names are gone. Uh, including Kay, uh, Craig Kimbrell. He goes from the south side, or no, to the north side, to the south side. He goes from the Cubs to the White Sox. And K- Craig Kimbrell, Hall of Fame pitcher, one of the best relievers ever, has had a, maybe his best season thus far. And now he goes over to the White Sox. Liam Hendricks is still having a really good year. I mean, he's an all-star. And so, you know, moving him over, to the White Sox, Dominic, uh, I mean, are the White Sox like, I think they're already legitimate contenders, but could you maybe move them up kind of higher in the the favorable American League ranks right now? I, I would. I think uh, Hendricks, who's still having a good season with with the, uh, is it Crimble? You said you said it weirdly and it kind of threw me off. Craig Kimbrell. Crimble. That's a weird name. Kim. Gonna... Kim. Kim. Brill. Brill. Put it together. Kimball. It's way easier to say. Um, but uh, I mean, you, that, to me, that, 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 that's her one, two punch right there. So definitely helping out that rotation. Then we get Javi Baez. He goes to the New York Metropolitans. Shocking. I know. I mean, you, you had Francisco Lindor, you land him, you trade for him. He hasn't exactly panned out well. But still, he's still Francisco Lindor. The prospects of having both of those guys up the middle. I mean, if Frankie ever figures it out, I mean, good God, that is scary, especially if he figures it out by October. Exactly. And it's it's one of those things where I'm about to shut the fucking door because somebody's fucking cackling up there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's something scary to me. I was surprised that he he went to the Mets and out of all the people on the Cubs, Honestly, I thought he'd be the one that would stay. Then finally, the uh, at like literally like at the 11th and 59th hour, the Giants, they didn't really make any moves throughout the season. I mean, they made like, I think, a move for a pitcher, but they got they, they made the biggest splash right at the buzzard. They trade for Chris Bryant. This is uh, his walk year, so kind of a rental, but. They're in first place. Evan Longoria out right now. Dominic, uh, I was going to say this for the end of the or for the standings portion of the podcast, but we are a Giants podcast this week. We are allowed. You're allowed to dust off the uh, the Giants hat that you have stashed away in the garbage. Are you sure you can put it back on because the Giants are playing the Astros this weekend? So we are allowed to root for the Giants. So if you okay. want to be a homer, you can be a homer. Talk about how this affects our. San Francisco Giants. Our, I'm about to tear up right now. I feel like the meth is back in my veins, man. You're making me tweak out a little bit. It's only like a weekend bender. So, you know, it is. Okay. Get, get out of your system because it's probably not going to happen again. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, like you said, it's a great rental. Uh, Longoria, I think, is out for the rest of the season with some injury. Um, going forward, if Bryant, if they are to re sign Bryant, I'm not too sure. I mean, Longoria was having a hell of a season before he got hurt. I'm not too sure who would I, I would want. I would probably take Bryant just because I think he's a little bit better, but um, Longoria has been having one hell of a season. It helps the Giants a lot. They didn't really give up. I mean, prospects, you don't know how they turn out. So, I mean, in my opinion, didn't hurt them too much. And uh, 
you know, three games ahead of the Dodgers. Can't complain. Yeah, I did not realize that Longo was active or moved to the sixth day IL, so he's definitely gone for at least like most of the uh, regular season. So uh, definitely this makes the move for Bryant even bigger. And he was having an MVP caliber season to start the year, fell off a tad bit, but uh, the Giants are just, they just keep figuring a way out. Unfortunately, they couldn't do it against the Astros. But anyways, let's move on over to the America League. Or yeah, we're gonna do the standings. Probably kind of fly through them. Maybe any uh, just let's little tr- any little trades that I uh, maybe forgot about. But let's other- go fly, baby. The uh, Red Sox leading the American League East still, but only a half game over the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Red Sox sixty three and forty two. Rays 62 and 42. Sue, they're just neck and neck, Dominic. Give me that neck. Tampa Bay's coming for that ass. But the Red Sox are going to pull away. I got a feeling, I got a weird feeling the Red Sox are going to pull away. But with me saying that, it means Tampa Bay's going to kick their ass. So I just jinxed them. Good job, Dominic. Then uh, the Yankees, uh, seven and a half back, and the Blue Jays, eight and a half back. Already kind of talked about them. They made the big splashy moves. Yeah, I, I, obviously, I think the Blue Jays will be better this season, especially playing in Toronto now. The Yankees, yeah, I mean, I think they're still the Yankees, but uh, we shall see about that. And then we got the Orioles, 36 and 66, 25 and a half games back. Not officially eliminated yet, Dominic. So there's still hope. I mean, I didn't count on them, so it's fine. Uh, then in the American League Central, we got the Chicago White Sox, 61 and 43, or yeah, 61 and 43, and they hold a nine-game lead over the Cleveland. Don't team? say, don't 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 say it. The Cleveland baseball team. There you go. Nine games. Uh, the White Sox, I believe they almost got into a brawl with the was it the Twins yesterday? Uh, Elo Jimenez, he has risen from the from the dead. It's a it's a mirable Dominic Elo Jimenez is back, and uh, even though it was Bobby Bray that I think got hit in the head, but anyways, uh, nice brawl. Tony Lewis about to throw hands with the catcher, just an absolute wild scene. I thought it was hilarious watching him run out there. It's like, really? That's all you got? I mean, I know you're old, but come on, put some knees to chest, boy. Boy, uh, White Sox nine games lead, nine game lead, and foregone conclusion, right? But I mean, I mean, hey, look at those two tour trigos, man. Fucking yeah. 12 games back, baby. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback after their uh, scorching, was it seven game winning streak we talked about last week? Now they're five and five. So Cabrera's yeah. going to go fucking, fucking triple crown season. Poor, it's going us, hard. poor Spencer Turnbull threw a no no this year and then he gets clipped for Tommy John. So uh, that sucks for him and the Tigers. But uh, yeah, then. The, uh, the Royals, 15 games back, and the Twins, 18 games back. Uh, shout out the Royals. They are 8-2 and two in their last 10, so don't call it a comeback, right? Never. Then in the American League West, the Houston Astros, first place, 64-40, and 40, holding a five-and-a-half game lead over the A's. Uh, Astros, I mean, they're playing well. The A's, they've stumbled these last couple weeks. Uh, as I said, they are undefeated. Since that Starling Morte news came out, uh, but the Astros eight and two in their last ten, A's are six and four in their last ten. Just like the Mariners are six and four in their last ten as well. They are fifty six and forty eight, eight games back, uh, three, two and a half, three and a half, yeah, three and a half, two and a half. Math is hard. Uh, back 
of the uh, the A's. So the Mariners, I mean, they're, they're still right there. I mean, if they were in any other division, they'd be in a much closer race. But uh, thoughts on, I guess, now we have, I mean, they're eight games back of the Astros, but they're kind of more chasing the A's. Thoughts on this three-team race in the West, Albuquerque? I mean, surprisingly, I didn't expect the Mariners to be where they're at. I expected L.A. to be where they're at. So I know with Trout going down, it kind of helped out them. Actually, kind of helped them out a lot. But um, Seattle kind of sneaky good. A team that you can't really relax on anymore because you don't know who you're going to get. You're going to get the good Mariners or the bad Mariners. So um, definitely key, I would keep their eye on them. Um, what, what, what Their third baseman I fucking love. I think it's Kyle Seeger. I think it's his name. Fucking phenomenal. Corey's brother. Fucking phenomenal. Love him. Uh, random trade. Uh, the Mariners traded Kendall Graveman to the Astros, which was a wild scene because they were playing the Astros that same day. And Kendall Graveman's one of the better pitchers in the league, let alone on the Mariners. And then I guess the Mariners were kind of like angry about it and like question why the hell are we doing this, especially because they're still kind of in a playoff hunt. And the front office is like, look, calm down. We got a plan. And then they go out and they make some other moves and they get like Diego Castilla, which he's a really good pitcher. I mean, flamethrower. I think he's kind of having a little bit of a down year. I I just don't understand what's the reasoning for, you know, trading your best relief pitcher for, and then ultimately getting another relief pitcher when you, you had one to begin with. Because the front office doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. They think everything they do is perfect, but they only do it for themselves, not the team. You tell them, Dominic. Uh, the National League East, the Mets still on top of that division, four, 54 and 48. The only team in the National League East with a 500 or better record. Uh, they hold a three and a half game lead over the Philadelphia Phillies, four games over the Braves, six and a half over the Nationals, and 10 and a half over the Marlins. Uh, Nationals and Marlins obviously were sellers at the deadline. Braves made some moves. Phillies didn't really make any moves that I can really think of too much. And obviously the Mets landing Javi Baez. But unfortunately, we get uh, some bad news that Jacob deGrom suffered a setback in his throwing program. So he's going to be gone for another couple of weeks. I, I mean, still not trying to fear the worst, but forearm tightness, unable to throw after he tries to come back and not, not, not looking good for uh, DeGrom and the Mets, Dominic. So let me ask you the crucial question here. Do you bench him? The, do you put him on, you know, IL? Fuck it. I'm not risking him getting really fucked up. Or do you just keep going with, 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 with the rehab and just say, hey, when you're 100, you come back? What would you do? Well, this was kind of the predicament we talked about last week. There were two months out of this until the end of the season. Let's just jump the gun and say they win the East. So they're going to be in a playoff spot. DeGrom, by far the best player, best pitcher in the world. You know, it, it just all just kind of depends on where he's at. If he's at 90%, it, it just depends on like what the actual injury is. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know exactly what's going on with his arm. If his injury is a prelude to a certain injury, certain surgery that is named after a player who got that surgery. And then I'm not risking it because then he'll be gone for, you know, at least a year, maybe even more. So I would hold off on that aspect, but if he's like 95, 90, you know, 95 and above percent and they make the playoffs, 
but it's also like you don't want to just push them back in there. Maybe you have them like as a relief pitcher, you know, make me throw a couple innings, you know, then I mean, you have the best relief pitcher in the game probably and Jacob DeGrom. So it's going to be a balancing act. I think you hold him, you hold him off for now. Obviously you don't want to rush him back in August and September, but if you can kind of eye a late September, you know, get like two starts under his belt before they make it to the playoffs. I think that's maybe the sweet spot. I know we're being a little conservative right now, but we definitely don't want to push it and make it, make everything's worth exasperate, masturbate the issue. I mean, we could definitely masturbate the issue, but what I want to do is, is exaggerate the issue. So let's uh, let's hope for a speedy recovery, Mister Degrom. But the Phillies ain't gonna do shit. Atlanta's not gonna do shit. Washington ain't gonna do shit. Marlins ain't gonna do shit. So you know, the Mets have the East. Then the National League Central, the Milwaukee Brewers, sixty-two and forty-two, holding a seven-game lead over mine and Mister X's Reds. Both those two teams, seven and three in the last 10. So they're both playing well, but unfortunately the Reds aren't able to be making up ground on the Brewers. Uh, shout out the Cardinals. They're back in third place, baby. 52 and 51, nine and a half back. Uh, then the poor Cubbies. They're uh, 12 and a half back, 50 and 55. Just a sad, sad scene over there. And then the, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the old Buckos, 39 and 64, 22 and a half games back. Both the bottom dwellers are three and seven in their last 10. I've been meaning to ask this. Um, so, you know, you, you have custody this week. So is like Mr. X still have custody? Is he a full-time custody owner of the Reds? Or is it like, you know, does he have another team he goes to? Like, did you guys work that out? No, I mean, the, it's his team. I'm just kind of, you know, a visitor, a squatter, maybe one might say. Okay, so like you you just like invite yourself over every every other weekend and just be like, yeah. hey, I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, okay. you know, I'm that meme from SpongeBob with the fish just barreling into the crusty crab. Just like, what's up, fuckers? Okay, gotcha. I'm back. Just wanted to make sure because, you know, I feel like uh, you're just a a bandwagoner, little bitch. Mm -hmm, I think. Anyways, moving over to the National League West, the San Francisco Giants are 64 and 39, holding a three game lead over the 62 and 43 Dodgers. The Giants once again took uh, the series against the Dodgers early this week, playing the Astros this weekend. Hopefully they can do some damage to help out the A's. Yeah, hopefully they uh, take the next two out of three. And uh, yeah, so go Giants. They're such a great team, even though, you know, five and I mean, all three of the teams at the top kind of struggling a little bit. Five and five for the Giants, four and six for the Dodgers, five and five for the Padres. Uh, The Padres, 60 and 46, five and a half games back. But as I said, they hold a comfortable lead. Uh, Let's see, they're 60 wins. Yeah, I mean. Come on, do the math. Come on. Well, I don't have the I don't have the wild card stand in front of me, so I have to. Oh my god! I can roll. I am right here. I'm right. Anyways, here. who gives a shit? Because they Ugh. hold the hefty lead over the the Reds. Padres will be fine, even though Nando is hurt. Does suck because they the have Padres a four game lead over the Reds. Oh, that's not sorry. hefty. Sorry, sorry, but the Padres are playing the A's on Tuesday and Wednesday. You know. Some one of us is going, even though the I someone did invite the other person on the podcast to go. They never even gave a response. But I mean, you know, what's on? Uh, I work. Thank you very much. I mean, I didn't know you worked at Tuesday night. Oh, it's a Tuesday night game. Oh, like your big difference. Studio audience says work next morning at three a.m. I ain't gonna fucking go to the game. We can't just go to the game like by ourselves, not by ourselves, but you know, together without the studio audience. Come on, you know the answer. 
but why? And moving on Because to... Dominic is going to just fuck all the bitches at the Coliseum. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm yawning. You're making me tired. God damn it. Hmm. Uh, moving on over. We're done with Major League Baseball, but we're not done talking about trades because oh, we're going to move over to the NBA because... Westbrook's a bitch. Westbrook apparently is a bitch, according to Dominic. He gets traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. He just stayed one season in uh, Washington going to the Lakers big big three over there so we got the Nets on the east coast the Lakers on the west coast Dominic he's back home he's an LA guy thoughts on Russ going to the Lakers I mean if you look at it from a Lakers standpoint very big deal very big move helps the Lakers out a lot but I mean let's be honest here come on he's getting at their age a little bit all the injuries you know I think uh the young guys had a little more upside than Westbrook. I think Westbrook is, uh, you know, a little hot-headed. You know, LeBron ain't really hot-headed. AD ain't really that. Well, AD gets a little hot-headed. But I think he, he brings a fire to the Lakers that, you know, once might say that maybe a certain t- Laker legend had, a f- certain fire that burns. Hmm. I mean, we. I think this is kind of similar to the CP3 trade to where we wondered what the ball handling, you know, who's going to be the alpha or whatever. But how do you think the offense is going to work? Because Russ really ball dominant. LeBron also kind of ball dominant. But I think that LeBron, it, it's a good move for LeBron's health and well-being because he doesn't need to carry the load of, on offense for the regular season. He can kind of take some games off. He can kind of take a backseat to Russ and, you know, turn it on in the postseason. But see, isn't that kind of what we said with Davis was like, okay, LeBron doesn't need to fucking be on the floor 24-7. He doesn't need to be putting up big games every fucking game with AD there. So isn't that kind of the same situation? I mean, let's be honest. Is LeBron James really going to take a backseat to fucking Westbrook? It's fucking LeBron James. Come on. I'm not saying he's taking a backseat like he's going to be a simp for him, but I'm just saying, you know, he can be like, okay, you know, I'm only going to play like, 30 minutes a game or, you know, 25 minutes a game today. So, and, you know, it's the Lakers, it's LA. They can get some three point shooters for cheap because I mean, right now LeBron LeBron James is the best three point shooter on the, on the floor for the Lakers, which I mean, LeBron, he's a decent three point shooter, but if you got Russ out there just throwing up 20 bombs and missing like 26 or I don't know how you can miss 26. Come on, do the math. Come on. Dominic, it's too early for math. It okay. is 9.30 in the morning. You got this. It's 9.25 in the morning. Okay, if you gave me five more minutes, then my head would be so If he clear. throws up 20 bombs and he misses 19, that ain't really helping you out a lot. There we go, Dominic. See, you're such a smart guy. I don't care what the studio audience says about you. I don't care what all the comments in our iTunes review say about you. Do we do we get a lot of reviews? Or? I don't know. Even though I do think we do have like one actual review, five stars. I don't know who it is, but shout out to that person with the five star review. It's probably Mr. X because he loves us. Mm-hmm. Um, then moving on, there was the NBA draft that took place. Uh, as we're talking about, we don't know anything about the NBA draft, but uh, we're, we'll just be the homers that we are. Uh, the Brandon, Warriors... how do you feel about the first pick of the Warriors? About the first pick of the Warriors, I thought we were going to talk about Kate Cunningham going to the Pistons. Great move, just fantastic upside. Okay, fuck the Pistons. You said we're going to be homers. How do you feel about the Warriors' first draft pick, number seven? How do you feel about it? 
Brandon, what, what's his name, Brandon? Uh, Jonathan Kamunga. Kaminga. Come in, come and get you. I'm going to come and get you. <laughs> but uh, he is an African fellow, I believe. Is he from the Congo? I, I don't remember. I don't know. But uh, he played in the Ignite League, the G League, whatever the hell they call it. He didn't play in college, but he's a young lad, a forward. And I, I mean, I like the move. I think this is definitely where they needed to go. We talked it like we did a little draft preview. The Warriors need some bigs. They, you know, you could maybe look to the future, get the next Steph Curry, but I don't think they couldn't get the next Steph Curry at the seventh pick. So uh, some good upside. Possibly with the upside, you could use him as trade bait for a big veteran name with James Wiseman and Wiggins. But, you know, they're, they're building a, a decent foundation. Obviously, we don't know what he's going to be like in the NBA. But if he pans out at least to be like a starter, then then it's working. Obviously, kind of want him to be more than just a starter. But we will have to wait and see about that. Dominic, your thoughts on Jonathan coming to get you. I think it's a decent move. I don't think uh, I really see him playing really in the first this season. I think he's going to be more of a G League, you know, call him up maybe a few times in the year. But um, I think it's a decent pick. I don't really think he's going to be trade bait like you think. But, you know, if he pans out, he pans out. And I can confirm he is from the Democratic Republic of Congo of the Congo. So there you go. To all our Congo friends out there, because we are so big in Africa. Are we? Yes. Millions and millions of people throughout the continent of Africa. And the millions. And millions. Uh, any other, there were some some other moves that were uh, thrown around there. A lot of, I yeah, mean, cool, whatever. Who gives a shit? Let's get to what the people want to hear. Yeah, they want to hear us talk about Aaron Rodgers, because now the deals are done you know no more drama right dominic because everything's all hunky dory in green bay uh, aaron Rodgers and the packers restructure his contract he they void the 2023 season i'm a little confused i don't know if there's like an out for 2022 but you know a lot of people are kind of speculating that they restructured just so aaron Rodgers will this will be his last season uh thoughts on you know he's back everything's fine for now that's the, that's the thing everything's fine for now it's not going to be fine middle of the season when either a he's fucking playing, he's balling out, you know, just fucking a shit ton of yards and a shit ton of t- touchdowns a game, just fucking being all Mister MVP Rogers, and then people are gonna be like, oh, we should resign him. Let's resign him. He's gonna be like, yeah, no, fuck you guys, and then everyone's gonna fucking hate him. So we'll just have to wait and see how well he plays this year because when if he's playing bad, people are gonna be like, oh, who gives a shit? Leave. But if he's fucking balling out, people are going to want him back. And he's going to be like, oh, now you fucking want me. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I mean, we kind of expected this to happen, whether he is gone or they restructure. And he was MVP last year. He's still going to play great. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's still there for now. He's uh, going to – he well, he could walk at the end of the season. He probably will walk at the end of the season. I don't want to get your hopes up, Dominic, but uh, could we see Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers uh, in the silver and black next year? Oh, I would fucking love it. You know, two NorCal guys going to Vegas. fucking love it. Fucking, I would become a season ticket holder. Oh, okay. I mean, apparently you're already, you know, moving out to Vegas regardless, so. And we're going to go to Allegiant Stadium in three weeks, right? 
No, we're not because it's not possible. Yes, possible. I mean, anything's possible. That's what Kevin Garnett said, Dominic. Kevin Garnett's a wash up. Who gives a shit? Whoa, don't don't talk about Kevin Garnett like that. He'll come for you. He'll come for me. Mm-hmm. That's nice of him. He's, yeah, he's a nice guy. He might be intense, but he's a nice guy, Dominic. Don't get it twisted. I need breakfast, I'm hungry. Oh, what's for breakfast? Bagel and cream cheese. Nice. Uh, Carson Wentz, Indianapolis Colts Bum. quarterback. He has gone down with a foot injury. He is out indefinitely. Uh, not a, a good start to the Carson Wentz career for uh, the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't heard like a timetable, but out indefinitely is not a good sign. He's a fucking bum. Who hurts their foot in practice, nerd? That just means he was going extra hard. Fucking just, you know, being a dumbass. No, I mean, I know it, in all honesty, it does hurt him a lot because this was hopefully going to be a restart for him, but definitely not a good start to the restart. So hopefully he makes it back in time for the season to start and he can prove to all the doubters how well he can play. Mm-hmm. So that is it for the sports. Let's move on over to the fan mail segment, otherwise known as. <clears throat> it's time for Mr. X's questions of the week. Mr. X. No friends this week, Dominic, where you uh, had to put a little extra oomph on that because you kind of did a shitty one last week. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember what I did yesterday. Besides, I got fucking turned. Too many concussions. Too many concussions. Anyway, he says, what's up? What up? Oh, I never, dude, I'm playing with the cursor. I never knew you can get hella big. That's hella cool. What? So, okay. Double tap it to zoom. You just figure that out. No, like I'm just like, I'm like shaking it. Like I'm like rubbing it like you would rub a, a clitoris. And the the cursor gets like it grows try it out try it out try it out whoa man <laughs> it's so cool anyways he's uh so we said all right i was about to say he said what up again but yeah. <laughs> uh first off to go back to the topic of cincinnati chili oh yeah this is what i've been waiting for baby if you ever interested in trying some my top two like i said last week are gold star and skyline gold star has more of a savory kind of spice heavy flavor to it skyline has a smoother kind of creamy taste almost like they actually add cheese to the mix even though they don't so i guess we are you going shopping today of course usually every saturday is grocery shopping go day. down the chili aisle and try to find gold star or skyline we need we we need this taste test hold on gold star okay gold star chili i'm just trying to see like what it looks like yeah okay so it has a gold star look founded in 1965 from Cincinnati, Ohio. I like how gold star. I mean, it's kind of fucking obvious. It should be a fucking gold star on it. Like, really? Well, okay. I'm just making sure, <laughs> you know, what like it actually looks like. Okay. There can be like a star. I don't know. There can be like a star on it, but I don't know. Like, why not be gold? Yeah. It could be like a, a tinted yellow. And then what's the other line? Skyline. Skyline. Show. Yeah. And what, is it going to be like a sky, a city skyline? No. It's just the name, dumbass. Oh my God! Look, it has skyline chili. It has a skyline in the of a city in the background. Oh my God! Oh, it really does. Yeah, of course. It's a fucking skyline, Dominic. What else is it gonna be? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
Did you look up like if it's available in our area? No. Let's see. Okay, well, on... if you go to the Hold store, on, did... I, I'm oh. clicking. I'm on the Skyline Chili website. I'm going to grocery. Cincy favorites. Walmart. I say it's, oh, it says Walmart.com. Let's see. Does that mean I can get it at Walmart? Do you? I was gonna say, do you ever shop at Walmart though? Uh, no. Exactly. Try to, try to stay away from there. We're a Target family. Actually, you know, uh, the Walmart out in Pleasanton, not that bad. That's where we go now. So you go all the way to Pleasanton to go to Walmart. Yep. Don't get shot or robbed. Or you can just go to Target. Or we just go to Target, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, while you're doing that, we're going to the next question. While I respect the Cubs and even got a World Cub World Series hat after they won the 2016. Me too. A piece of baseball history. Javi Baez can suck it as far as I'm concerned. He's not a Javi Baez fan. He's not a Javi Baez fan. Damn. Yeah, he said he can suck it as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, my Mr. best, Baez, my best friend in this, the whole wide world, John, my dad's neighbor, apparently loves Javi Baez, even though he hates Juan, Tatis, right? He hates Tatis and Juan Soto because apparently they're a bunch of hot doggers and they just, you know, stare at the ball when they hit 500 foot nukes. But yet he loves Javi Baez, who is like the predecessor to that. And Wait, hang even, on. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Doesn't your dad listen to this? Uh, no, I don't think so. I thought he did. Oh, no, he was watching the YouTube videos when we watches he watches YouTube because he subscribes to us on YouTube. Shout out. Maybe maybe we should uh, start going back to some YouTube videos and you can start talking shit. And then, you know, maybe we could drunk and play Fortnite slash Warzone tonight until we stream it because I haven't streamed on the PlayStation yet. I can do like I really I really want to, but I don't know. I'll try. Maybe you should just hit up the group chat like at a decent time, like maybe eat your dinner a little earlier, you know, and then we can like try to plan something out. Okay. What's a decent time? Like six o'clock? Like four a.m. I mean four four p.m. Because you guys are a bunch of old people who go to bed at eight o'clock now. Yeah, but damn nerds. But yeah, whatever. Uh, Anyways, Javi Baez almost got into a fight with uh, what's his face Amir. Uh, that that's why he hates him because he was hot dog and he almost got into a fight with Amir Garrett. Which let's be honest, Garrett would have fucked him up. Probably. I mean, I'm not fucking with Amir Garrett. Never. That's that's just fucking death right there. But Garrett, the bigger person, let's put it that way. Literally, literally. Anyways, because the Olympics are underway, I was wondering if over the years there was any moment or event that you remember vividly or one that always stood out to you. For me personally, it was watched, it was seeing the Olympic torch in person as it passed through northern Kentucky when I was about 13 in 96 games that were held in Atlanta. Brandon, did you uh, do you do you watch the Olympics? Besides, OK, take that back. I know you probably watch the baseball and the basketball, maybe the soccer, but are there any other sports you watch in the Olympics? Uh, I don't watch really the basketball, or the baseball Olympics, but I do watch the Olympics. You know, I've been watching it kind of like every single day, not like intently, but uh, I did. I keep checking. Dominic wrestling is on this weekend. It's on like Donkey Kong. Can't wait. Uh, but I don't really think I'm trying to like go back Wait, do you watch the wrestling in the Olympics? Do you I'm like not... amateur wrestling? Yeah, why not? I've dude, don't I like, watched like You don't like amateur wrestling? You're a gold medalist, Dominic. I'm not a gold medalist. I'm a silver medalist that I oh. never got from Arroyo. So thank you, Arroyo High School, for fucking stealing my one moment of glory. Thanks. What but, about uh, Bohannon? I never meddled. Uh, you never meddled in Bohannon? Damn. Mm-hmm. So I'm a better wrestler than you because I got a bronze. Dude, I got a fucking silver in high school. Come on, you can suck my ass. That's yeah, a lot but, harder than middle school. Yeah, but I didn't do it in middle. I didn't do it in uh, high school. So yeah, I could have been a silver medalist. We don't just, we'll just never Bro, know. You, you too big of a bitch getting cut from the baseball team. 
and then doing golf for one year. Yeah. Probably should have done Batman. Shout out Batman. It's electric. I think they were trying to do a men's volleyball team our senior year, which I was down for, but you know, that didn't go through. Uh, but yeah, you have any moments that stood out to you? Not really, to be honest. I'm trying to like, I mean, yeah, go back think and too. think. I can't think of anything. Um, I'm thinking 2008. Did I? I might have been like in Vegas in 2008, and I was like watching it. I think maybe I don't know. Yeah, like I don't have any like Olympic moments that like really stand out to me because like I'll watch them, but I'm like super invested in like over the years. It's I mean, there's been like Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps, and they've they've had like historic runs. But I was honestly like, probably just to say like maybe the Michael Phelps run, but that'll probably be about it. And I wasn't really like paying close attention to it. I was kind of just like, oh damn, this guy fucking won how many shit? Shout out Katie Ledecky. She's like the female Michael Phelps. She's smoking pot too. Yeah, probably. She uh, drinks a chalky milk before she races. She's taking steroids. Mm-hmm. Loaded hoops. chalky milk. If you have nothing else to add to the that question, that is it for the sports questions. Do you, if we want to go to the wrestling, there's like four wrestling questions. Unless you want to amateur add wrestling questions, but apparently Dominic hates amateur wrestling. No, I don't, it's not that I don't hate. It's not that I hate amateur wrestling. I never, you know, there's only like a select few that I watch and I haven't really watched in like four or five years. And then plus then I get in the mood to start wrestling and then it's like, okay, well, I don't want to fucking go do freestyle wrestling. Cause it's fucking, you know, I'm already tired and sore as it is. I don't need to be even more sore. Honestly, all I do is like, if it's on, like they'll have the NCAA finals. I'll just put that on for like maybe a half hour. And that's really all I watch. And plus when I see, when I, when I see somebody just get totally dominated, I just think back to that time where, uh, we were uh, wrestling against what, what? What's the school with the? Uh, hang on, Mama's right here. What's the school with the uh, the deaf? What's, what's, what's the deaf school called? School of the deaf. <laughs> what's it called? Alani. The school of the no, deaf. No, the middle school. Ochoa. Oh my fucking I god! Remember? The, I know what you're talking about, but I can't. Is remember. it like CSD or something like that? Something like that whatever the california school for the deaf yeah that place so this you know the school for deaf people the school of the deaf and uh i you know when i see someone totally get fucking just wrecked it, it just it you know i have like vietnam flashbacks to when that that kid fucking tech followed me and miller was like and well he was he was illegally choking me which <laughs> i'm not admitting to it but you know maybe my hand maybe tapped a little bit because i was fucking choked out i'm not gonna admit it officially didn't happen, but you know, and then Miller was like, uh, did you tap? I'm like, no, the fuck. You're just trying to get leverage off the mat. Yes, exactly. I was just trying to keep pushing off, you know, but uh, yeah. And then Miller was like, yeah, I was like, what happened? He was like, you got teched. You, he had like 15 points. You had zero. I'm like, oh, that, 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 that's so you got your ass beat by a deaf kid. I mean, technically did not get my ass beat by a deaf kid. I just lost a wrestling match to someone from a deaf school. Yes. Okay. And he was fucking yoked. Hey, I, I fought. A, I fought. I wrestled a deaf kid and he was yoked. He was like, I don't even know, like maybe 5'10", which for middle school standards is kind of tall, especially because my short little ass is not 5'10". And I was very scared and I beat his ass. I was very proud of myself. And that was the same turn wow. I won bronze in. You are. Uh... And then he started making noises because like I was on top of him and he was like, you know, struggling a little bit. And it was really weird. And I felt kind of bad. But, you know, wins a win. I mean, let's hang 
computer's about to die, so I gotta plug it in real quick. I didn't realize it was like about to die on me. Get in your hole. There we go. Okay. Um, I think eighth grade. There was this guy from I think John John Hopkins or Jim Hopkins, where the fuck that school is. And I smoked pot with Johns Hopkins once. <laughs> but uh, I remember. Uh, I think we wrestled each other three times and I won the first one. He won the second one, but I won the third one. I won the series motherfucker. If you're listening to this kid, whatever your name was, fuck you. Fuck your chicken strips. No. Okay. I thought there was something more to that story. I do. I did have also a rivalry where like I beat the kid like four times and he, I wrestled, we wrestled him like at the meet at the school. And I kind of was like a little sick. It was my flu game and I beat him and they asked me if I wanted to wrestle again. I was like, yeah, no. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to do well. Okay. You know what? I don't give a shit. I was we're a little just, kid back then. Telling war stories now? You know. Did you uh, ever fart during a wrestling match? Uh, not that I can recall. I do remember that I had a mouth guard because I had braces at the time and I could not breathe. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't care if my teeth get fucked up. I'm never using a mouth guard again. Well, that was because Adam White fucking almost chewed off his fucking tongue. That's why Miller was like, really like, you need a fucking mouthpiece. But that's another here or there. I I think we went to Creekside. I don't know if it was eighth grade or seventh grade, but I know we were at Creekside and it was, you know, me versus other fat kid. We were with two fat kids just wrestling around. And two uh, hogs rolling around the mat. <laughs> and I remember fucking he was behind me. We're standing like, I think I tried to do a switch or something like that, but like he kind of blocked it, but we were standing up and he tripped me. And as I fell on my stomach, his, our hands are on my tummy. It pushed. And I just fucking went right on his dick. <laughs> on it. Okay. You see, there, was there any movement? <laughs> no, but it was one of those moments where like, I wish I can go back in time and just hold it in a little bit longer because the thing was like, as soon as he went to take me, it, everyone was like screaming. Ah! As soon as we hit the mat, everyone was quiet in here. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And it, but it, it did actually, he actually did kind of like, kind of like stop for like a millisecond, which helped me win. I think I pinned him, but uh, it was one of those moments where it was like, I think he was kind of like this motherfucker just farted on me. And I like pinned him. I was like, yeah, bitch. Okay. Okay. Anyway, that must have been seventh grade because I do not remember that. You don't remember that? You don't remember going to Creekside at all? I don't. That was like okay. 20 years ago, Dominic. How am I supposed to remember these things? I don't know. Fucking, you're smarter than me. And it's going to the wrestling stuff, the real wrestling stuff. Thoughts on rumors of WWE having a reported queen of the ring in Saudi Arabia? So we talked about this on the, on the other podcast. And I said I liked the idea. Even though I'm a little scared that they're going to just turn whoever wins to a queen gimmick, which. No, just, it has to be just, Charlotte then, right? Just no, which I mean, OK, Charlotte can win, but then I hope she doesn't just go around like wearing a crown and shit like that. But uh, I didn't read or like hear about that. They're looking at the finals to take place in Saudi Arabia, and then they're probably just going to pat themselves on the back for how inclusive they are and how forward thinking Saudi Arabia is for having women wrestle in their country. I mean, good God, who would have thought of such a thing? But yeah, not a good look. Yeah, I don't really think it's also going to. Well, and then they're going to wrestle in like fucking swimsuits. And yeah, it's going to be like, OK, cool, like. Yeah. You guys, we, we wrestled here, but we decided to completely change everything. Yeah. 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 Have it here. Fans would love it more. Anyways, on to the next one. Should Nick Gage get a job advertising for Domino's and bring a little MDK to the pizza game? Sure. I, I didn't even realize that 
the Domino's thing happened right after the pizza cutter incident. And then Domino's like denounced it. I thought that was pretty funny. And then everyone's out here slandering Domino's. Like I get it. Domino's isn't the best pizza chain in the world, but it's fucking way better than pizza huts trash. You shut the fuck. You know what? You know, I'm not, we can agree upon little Caesars is great though. Goat for, for what it is. Yes. The, the Domino's, the, better the than mid, Pizza Hut, the, the, the I'm, I'm low might, mid, I need to the stop you right there. Tier pizzas, I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna stop you right there. Domino's is not better than. Yes, I mean, it is. no, it's not. Do, I mean, Domino's is like the little like powder, like seasoned crust. I mean, it's you know, it's not obviously it's not the best because we all know Round Table's the best pizza chain around here, Dominic. Sure, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna shut the fuck up right now. Even though you know, every time we go to an A's game, where does the studio audience go? That's the only pizza there. So if it was trash, you wouldn't eat it. First of all, that's not round table pizza. That's fucking Oakland Athletics putting a round table stamp on it. Okay. It's fucking some bullshit microwaved fucking finished off in the oven for 10 seconds just to make it look like it's round table. All right. Don't you fucking go there, boy. What are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about Domino's pizza. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk, and... about, Nick. We'll talk about Nick Gage later. Anyways, what other laborers could you see MGF implementing against Jericho? And who? From Jericho's past, could we see return after the announcement that the Juice himself, Juventud Guerrera, will face the champion next week? Do you think Juvi can still pull off that 450? I think he could. I mean, I'm not trying to underestimate what a 450 is, but I think Juvi can can still do it. So at, at first, I thought it was going to be like, oh, he has to wrestle every single member of the inner circle. But now it's turned out to kind of be like a you know, celebrity just bring everybody in and now you can't just go like back to Wardlow as the final member i think you definitely have to kind of continue to build it up i already know who the final one is already fucking know it okay dominic tell us what it is almost said his fake name it's gonna be mr paul white or is it right it's right right white is it white or right paul white it's gonna be that guy it's gonna be the big show fuck it I, I I'd also I feel like that's a disappointment. I I mean you can bring someone in for a one off, but then it's like who could you bring for a one off that's there? <laughs> for some reason, Mark Scott, Henry Scott Steiner came to mind, and I don't think that's a good Why idea. Why would you want Scott out of? Because I was like going back to WCW, and for some reason Scott Scott just popped in my mind. Scott Hall, yeah, Diamond Dallas Page, yeah. Shawn Michaels, he leaves NXT, goes to AEW. Or, I mean, come on, dude, the obvious fucking one. Come on, you know who it is. Come on, say it. Sting. Oh, I wasn't thinking Sting, actually. Well, I don't think MJF. Chris Benoit. What's the next question, Dominic? Uh, it's actually the last question. Is it weird that they're having NXT TakeOver 36 this year, the day after SummerSlam, or is it there a specific reason for them doing this? Well, they still want to do the whole, you know, kind of weekend thing, even though it's not even in Vegas, which I I don't know what the reasoning behind it is. I would assume if you like threw it in uh, a decent size, you know, casino arena that they could fill it. Now, I don't know if there's like logistical issues with COVID, if they just don't really see that they can fill it up because SummerSlam is, a, it's going to be a traveling event. There's going to be people there. 
it's on a Saturday, so you can have some leftovers on Sunday. It, it's it is weird, but I mean, I know he was more specifically talking about it being on Sunday, which or you know the day after SummerSlam, and I mean it's just the fact that SummerSlam's on a Saturday for whatever reason. Even though I didn't really enjoy AEW pay per views being on Saturday, and now they moved them back to Sunday, which you know now that I'm a working man it does kind of suck, but. Uh, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Well, that's all of his questions. You know, he actually asks questions weekly. Unlike some of you other fans who claim to be your biggest fan. But well, if you want to be like I, Mr. I, X. I do know Haley is, you know, she's on a, on excursion. On assignment. Oh, she's on assignment now? Yes, she's on oh, assignment. See, you got to communicate these things with me. I'm over here trying to like low key barrier, but you know, if you, if you told me she's on assignment, then I would have been nice about it. God well, damn you know, it. If, you, if you follow our number one fan on, on Instagram, then you would know this. I do not. Dang. So how about you just communicate with me a little more, you know, see, this is why me and Brian are best friends. We communicate. I know why well, we communicated. We text each other on Wednesday slash Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You get you and Brian have real heart to heart talks. See, he's you know. the serious friend. I'm just the I'm the the court jester. Yeah, you're you're just here to cheer me up when I need to be cheered up. Uh huh. And buy you beer. Yes. And take you to Las Vegas. Yes. We're we going to Tahoe. Yes. What? What? Um, what? I don't know. When are we going to Tahoe for a uh, an event, a well, ceremony? One. I mean, say. Brian's here, so I don't know if uh, if you're becoming. Mm. Okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. Because, you know, he's he treats me right. We've been through this last We went through this last night. He treats me right. Mm-hmm. And plus, you just drink all my fucking booze and pass out. So, I mean, you know, do I really want that? I'm going to pass out. Who's who, who? Who's the couple that drinks like two, two drinks and they're just fucking shit-faced and can't do anything? Don't know what you're talking about because I don't drink two drinks. I drink like six, seven beers. Right. And then you get loose. Like your butthole. Yeah, because I treat you right. No, that's treating me wrong, man. Jesus Christ. Anyways, let's get back on topic here because I'm trying to go eat something. Yeah, it's not that big. Um, Mr. X sends questions to this email. You should send it to is it is a a, a curveball ncs at gmail.com. You can send us, uh, you know, anything you want. Anything, anything. And any anything, anything, just fucking anything. And then there's Instagram and Twitter, but you know, you ever send trapdoor those dick pics, Dominic, that they asked for? Whoa, what? God damn it! I hate you right now. We're this the this rest- is why, this why the- you're not. This is why you're not coming to the wedding. We're in the wrestling portion. Travis doesn't listen to this, but Tyler probably does. Now Tyler's gonna bring it up. Like, oh, Dominic never sent the dick pics. You gotta text him. Okay, if, uh, Tyler. Okay, this is an assignment for Tyler. Tyler, you have to, you know, ask for the dick pics, and if he doesn't, then I'm the best man at the wedding. <laughs> I mean, you got to fight the studio audience over that. Well, I thought Brian was the uh, the bridesmaid. I thought you were gonna be the bridesmaid. Um, I mean, I would look banging in a dress. I haven't gone to the gym all month, so my tits are huge. Oof. You just cancel. You don't even go anymore. I did check my uh, credit card the other day and it I got charged on whatever the 28th. And I'm like, oh, I haven't got all week. I haven't got all month. 
You should just cancel it and then we can just take walks. I'm not fucking canceling it, Dominic. I'm going to go to the gym eventually. Yeah, this is that's what I was saying. And then I never went. OK, Dominic, in your I entire felt liberated, career, okay, I felt in, liberated in your entire career. Besides without how many times did you say you went to the gym legitimately without me? I mean, we were going, I think, a couple times a week because um, we originally signed up with Brian and then me and Mary went a few times, like once or twice. We like had a routine, like I think like two times a week, just going and doing whatever we wanted. And then we kind of fell off a little bit. And, but then that's when we you were like, oh, you want to go to the gym with me? And we're like, oh, fuck you. OK, let's go. So, I mean, we did have a r- small routine before you came forward and said you had the same gym membership. So. I mean, you didn't answer my question. You didn't I don't, give, I don't, time, I mean, didn't I, give it time I, to. You said like, I, oh, we went there like every, you know, couple days, every week. You didn't say I, how, I, how long I, this was. I can't. I can't. I don't really remember. I could ask Mary if she remembers, but there was. But you would say we went to the gym more than in total. You went. To I, the gym I would say yourself. yeah. We, okay. Yeah, I would say you you forcing me and Mary to go, pulled a gun to our head and said you got to go to the gym with us. I mean, I would say yeah, we went more with you, but I mean to say that see, you, know, you were the <laughs> biggest influence. I would say no because we were going just us. See, and this is why Dominic doesn't think I treat him right because I force him and drag him, kicking and screaming to go to the gym. Yeah. You know, because you know, how many times I was like, no, dude, I'm just tired. You're like, I'm going to be there in 10 minutes. You better fucking come here and sing. And I'm, and then I, I'm like sitting on my couch, like, uh, and I hear beep, 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 come outside, beep, beep, beep. I'm like, oh my fucking God. And I'm like, go, go away. And you're like, no, come on. I'm like, go away. And then next, you know, I'm in the fucking PT Cruiser fucking. Going to Parking, the gym. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will go to the gym. I just don't have any time right now. I have very poor management skills. I keep telling myself I'll wake up early. Maybe I'll go to the gym early, go to work early. And you so know, if you just fucking go to bed early, you can do all those fucking but things. But then it's it's a constant cycle because I have to do work. And then I don't do my work until like, you know, I don't finish until like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock. And then I don't go to bed till like one o'clock. And then I try this to wake up at seven. And then I don't wake up at work seven. as hard as you do. I know. Well, I, 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 well, that's a whole different issue that I want to bring up to my boss. But we're not going to talk about that right now on the podcast. That you know, I have, to well, do three, I have to do three articles a week, but yet they're the company I'm sending these to are like backed up by like 50 articles. So there's no real point for me to work this hard when they aren't even going to post them. So, you know, maybe I could just do like two articles a week or a day. But, you know, it's fine. Anyways, let's talk about wrestling, Dominic. Let's go over to the NXT recap. Uh, they started off with Pete Dune and Orny Lorcan taking on Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa. Ooh. We get a returning. Ridge Holland almost kind of forgot about him. His uh, leg exploded like a year ago, and he is back getting some muscle to the group. He's fucking yoked. Uh, a distraction finish. We're gonna, we got a, a lot of those on the show today, but uh, Pete Dunn and Lorkin getting the win. Uh, Ridge makes the uh, interference. I don't know if this set up a six man, maybe one on one. Thoughts on Ridge Holland coming back and aligning himself with uh, Lorkin and Dune. Fucking yoked. That's goals right there. That's what you need to look like if you just go to the fucking gym. I don't know. Maybe I'll just cancel and go to 24. Because if I go to 24, then, then you yeah. can go whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't go because, you know, my workout is, I, you know, I actually work out at work. I just need to eat better, which I fucking don't. But, you know, that's neither here or there. But now uh, Holland coming back, um, like you said, I fucking forgot about him. When he fucking returned, I was kind of like, who the fuck's this guy? I'm like, oh, fuck. I remember you thought you were dead. Yeah, he's got a good look to him. You know, wrestling ability, it's okay. 
personality and like charisma wise, it's okay. But, uh, but that's kinda... why he's in NXT. He needs to develop those skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, then moving on, we got Samoa Joe. Uh, he comes out and he cuts a promo, resigning from his management position. Then he challenges uh, Karrion Cross to a match. So at TakeOver 36, we're going to get Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT title. Uh, that didn't take long. And is Joe winning the title? Before I answer that question, let me ask you a question. Do you think they jumped the gun and did this whole, he was fucking man, like a co-manager for like three weeks. Do you think they jumped the gun? They should have stretched it out longer. Or do you think this was the right amount of time? Uh, it's hard to say because of the carrying cross debut on raw, they were kind of planting multiple seeds for different things for Joe, which I don't know if that was like, you know, they're going to do a Pete Dunn match first and then go to Karrion Cross, or if they always had this plan in mind, it's easy just to blame Vince for, you know, bringing him up and then having to really hit the fast forward button. But yeah, I think Joe was always going to wrestle at this takeover. Now, was he going to wrestle uh, Karrion Cross for the title? I don't know. But I think having Joe beat, be the one to beat Cross. I mean, I guess that's the next best thing because you can kind of just take the whatever kind of credibility Cross had, move that over to Joe, and then Joe could wrestle and defend the title, whoever they feel like, or you know, whoever they want after that. Okay, okay, and going to you is Joe winning the title? I think, I think if it's done right and it's a good solid match, yes, and I would be happy with that. But if it's going to be some shenanigans and, you know, shitty finishes, I, I rather have carry and cross. I'd rather have cross lose the title legitimately and a good match than having someone fucking him over. So we'll have to wait and see. Since this is a Jeff Hardy podcast, Dominic, thoughts on your boy getting COVID and seemingly throwing a, a, a complete wrench into the uh, carry and cross situation. Then he just beats uh, Keith Lee in like a kind of shitty five minute match. R.I.P. Jeff, we loved you, but you know, can't believe I can't believe you're gone. Wait, was Jeff vaccinated? I don't know. You're the Jeff oh, Hardy. See, you're the Jeff Hardy see? fanboy. You know these motherfucking vaxxed people getting still getting and blaming it on unvaxxed people, motherfuckers. I mean, I didn't. I didn't. You started this, but I'm once again dumb. Like I'm just saying, how many vaccinated people are the ones dying from COVID? I'm not even fucking paying attention to that. I don't pay attention to numbers. All oh, right. Okay. So you're just going to be, you're just saying shit that you don't even know about. And you're just fucking spreading your agenda everywhere. But then you're spreading, spreading your agenda by, you know, talking about things you don't really know too much about. America. Uh, Cameron Grimes and LA Knight go golfing. The uh, just constant segments scattered throughout the show. We get the return of Ted DiBiase. And uh, yeah, Cameron Grimes, for some reason, hits a driver on a par three and he hits a hole in one, which I don't think that would have happened. But, you know, man, good for him. And he's a better golfer than you. Oh. I mean, I, I'm telling you, my whole shot is just in complete shambles right now. I did go to the driver range last week. I might have found it. So uh, maybe one of these days, Dominica, when are we going to go golfing? Nine, nine hole coming soon. I mean, I'm, I'm I've been getting the. Uh, Whatchamacallit, oh, is this uh, breaking news that Bray Wyatt's been released? This, I mean, the other podcast 
posted it. So, it, you know, it has to be true, right, Dominic? Hang on. I'm, I just want to cite your sources here. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to, I went to my, my websites and they haven't posted anything yet. Oh, please. okay. Oh, there it is. They got the yeah. tweet right now. WWE has come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. We'll wish him very well on his future endeavors. What? Wow. Damn, that's crazy. All right, Dominic. So, uh, whatever the fuck we we're talking about, vaccines and COVID, uh, thoughts on Bray Wyatt getting released? That sucks. Why the fuck would they release him? I like, don't know. Really? Kind of weird. I mean, I they brought him in. They did the fiend gimmick. You know, love it or hate it, it was getting a lot of television time. And then they did the thing at WrestleMania. And then I don't know if this was the whole plan to begin with. I know Bray was kind of going through some things with uh, the death of Brody. So, you know, maybe some mental things. And it, I mean, I saw a photo of him. He, he was like in really good shape. He, you know, kind of slimmed down a lot. But um, so yeah, I mean, just I'm just going to put two and two together after his no compete clause is up. He's going to go to AW and he's going to be. I'm not going to say take over for Brody, but he's going to. Technically take over for Brody. So I, I've never been the biggest fan of Bray Wyatt. Like I, I like his promos and like, he kind of like has a, a different personality and like his demeanor is kind of cool, but like he, he just never clicked for me in the ring. Like his matches just never delivered when he was in those six man matches. It was always Harper. And I mean, really Harper, but you know, Harper and Rowan kind of carrying a lot of the load in the shield matches. So I, I, I'm always the defender of AEW doesn't have too many WWE guys, but I think Bray Wyatt's one I'm staying away from. And I, I don't even know what his and, desire is. And you know, he totally is going to, you know, it's, that's not true. He's going to AEW and he's going to be in dark order. You already know it. I could see him going to uh, NWA. Wait, is Jojo going with him? Uh, I didn't say anything about Jojo. Moro Jojo. Oof. And the Dumby. Anyways, we got the breakout tournament in NXT. Carmelo Hayes takes on Josh Briggs, and actually, the smaller wrestler, even though uh, Hayes is no small man, uh, beats Josh Briggs. The uh, match itself was uh, not the best, but uh, that's kind of been the theme here for the breakout tournament. A lot of big guys, a lot of green guys, and not great matches. Yeah, I never watched the breakout star, so I mean, your your analysis is what I'm gonna agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, she comes out, cuts a promo, basically just challenges the entire locker room to uh, to a fight. And whoever wants some, if you want some, come get some, as someone once said. And then Dakota Kai takes the mic and she yells. And then just for some reason, nobody shows up, even though I would just whatever. Uh, then Dakota Kai, after like really stalling and so, so long of Gonzalez celebrating, she uh, hits her with a kick. And we are off to the races. I know they were kind of teasing the breakup, but this did feel kind of rushed. I mean, let's be honest. Dakota deserves this match, and she deserves to win the match. It doesn't matter if it's rushed. Shut the fuck up. It doesn't matter if it's rushed or not. Definitely deserving. And I wonder what I, I would assume Kai is the baby or the heel in the situation, but people like her. Yeah. The crowd was really going crazy for it. I mean, it's all—they're always going to like do something, unless it's like just a beloved baby face. They're going to cheer a heel turn more often than not. So I don't—I'm not going to put too much emphasis in the, into that. But 
I've, I've always like, I keep saying this, like Raquel being such like a bigger baby face compared to, you know, the quote unquote, more talented undersized heels. Yeah, no, I just don't know. And let's be honest here. Dakota Kai is fucking lovable. That maybe, maybe she's lovable, but maybe she's, uh, you know, going to be a, a dirty Aussie heel. Cause that's, and I'm okay do. with that. Uh, then we get a women's tag team match. We get Casey Catanzaro and the underrated Caden Carter. They take on a Jessica Mia and Frankie Monet. And Frankie loses her first match. One, Good. I, I'm happy. Finally, via, she's human. Via a distraction finish. So just love the distraction finishes here. Uh, Casey and Caden get the win. Uh, and then Frankie beats up on, whatchamacallit, on... Jersey Shore, dude. Come on down. Come, Come on. Here. Robert. Sala. What? Robert Stone. Oh. Right? Dom, you know who Robert Sala is? Some dude. Some dude. Head coach for the New York Jets. Fuck him. Oh, damn. damn. Uh, but yeah, match was okay. I don't know why you have Frankie lose the match. I think you could decide Jesse to lose the match and you could have got the same thing. But, you know, it's whatever. They haven't really pushed Frankie like to the moon yet, even though I do think she could be a viable opponent for Raquel Gonzalez. But we're going to have to wait and see on that one. Uh, Imperium takes on Hit Row. Another distraction finish with Legado del Fantasma getting involved. Imperium gets the win. Um, match was decent, I guess. But uh, third distraction finish of the night. I mean, let's go for four next week. Maybe, maybe then uh, we get a way segment. We get, we're setting up a match for Johnny Gargano versus uh, Dexter Loomis. Winner, you know, lover, lever match, whatever. Uh, looks like we're getting, what are you going to see here in this match, Dominic? I mean, I'm pretty sure Indy is going to get involved and she's probably going to try to screw over Dexter, but he's she's going to end up screwing over Johnny. And now she's going to have to get with Dexter, which is going to be, you know, people are going to like, you know, start crying because it's going to be like, oh, you know, she should choose who she wants to be with. Blah, blah, blah. But it's fucking wrestling. It's a storyline. Huh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sound like Woody Woodpecker. Are we done yet? I'm going to go eat a bagel. You know, you can always just eat a bagel on the podcast, Dominic. Oh, no, I have to go toast it. Then I got to put the cream cheese on. Then I got to fucking come back. It's like, I'd rather just do it all in the kitchen stay in the kitchen. Adam Cole takes on Bronson Reed in the main event. Uh, kind of random. They built it up a little bit. Got some promo uh, time from Cole. And uh, Cole gets the win over Reed. Um, you know, solid match. I would say the best match of the show. No distraction finish to speak of. Uh, before we get to the aftermath, thoughts on the match itself. And is this the uh, the last match in NXT for Reed? I mean, which is funny. It's If you say the last one for Reed, I would hope it would be the last one for Cole. But that's a little, you know, not going to happen. But um, no, I think Reed will stay for a little bit longer, at least. I don't really see. To me, he doesn't really have enough charisma to be on the main roster just yet. He needs to develop some type of, you know, some type of character, in my opinion. I feel like he's kind of just bland. Well, I know he had like the main event match, like the same night or this whatever with Karen Cross. And it's like, okay, like if Vince likes Reed, good for him. But I'm also scared that he's going to get brought up when he was doing, you know, good work in NXT. 
and then he just doesn't get utilized. I just feel like Bronson Reed is like a a lower level version of Keith Lee. Now, maybe Keith Lee had some personality issues or whatever the hell happened backstage. He says he'll tell his story. But um, yeah, it, it is kind of weird that he was the North American champion, didn't do anything with it really, and then loses it and then comes back just to lose another match to Cole. Of course, Tyler Gunderson has to text us right now mid-podcast. Bray Wyatt, why release him? Well, Tyler, listen Fucking to the podcast. Nerd. Uh, okay, and then uh, after the fact, Kyler Riley comes out and uh, beats up on Cole with a chair. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a blood feud, but the crowd really likes Adam Cole. Kind of cold towards Kyler Riley. Was this their way of kind of riding the ship and uh, maybe trying to do the double turn here? Yeah, most likely. I mean, I, I uh, shit, I'm torn now. Dominic, he can't listen to the whole podcast because if he listens to the podcast, then you know he's going to ask you for those pictures. That I just won't get it. He won't get them. Damn. Anyways, are they do- doing the double turn here? They're trying. Ain't going to work though. How's it not going to work? It's not going to work. I think people just love Adam Cole more than they like Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. So how's it going to work? You have Cole be the babyface and Kyle O'Reilly the heel. I don't know, man. It's not going to work know. because it's Kyle O'Reilly. People love Kyle for being Kyle. Just because you hit Adam Cole with the chair doesn't make him a badass heel. Anyways, moving on over to AEW at Dynamite. They started off with the big old 10-man tag. Uh, Hangman and Page and the Dark Order taking on the Elite Everybody in the elite. I uh, really like the video packages they did of Hangman and the Dark Order. And then the elite come out uh, doing a little Space Jam crossover. Uh, you, you're, okay. Your thoughts on the entrance. I, I loved I loved all of it. I mean, it was cool, but I mean, ugh, just just everything was yuck. What's yuck? What don't you? What's the yuck? Uh, the whole elite entrance was yuck. Why? Definitely, they're not definitely ballers like you and me. So, I mean, it was just fucking cringeworthy trash. And plus, you can't hit a dunk. Come on, man. But they're heels. They're supposed to be cringe and trash. Like you're trying to justify everything. Just agree with me. It was fucking cringe. I, I mean, I, I thought it was cringe, but I also very much enjoyed it because, you know, Space Jam kid over here. Original. Not this new LeBron shit. It's, we've been through this. Have you seen the new LeBron shit? I heard it was like 50-50. Yeah, it was trash. Exactly. Even though I, w- I mean, I w- you said 50-50, I probably would have given it like around a 50 because there was good aspects to it, but then there's also some really bad aspects to it. I figured. So that's why I'm kind of just like, I'm LeBron, not watching. Hot take, better actor than Michael Jordan. Fuck, now I got to watch it. God damn it. I mean, I would just assume that before the, I even watched the movie because LeBron's actually acted before. Okay, he he was never in a full length movie. This is his first full length. I mean, movie. I'm not saying he's a fucking he's gonna win an Oscar from this, but no, he is gonna win an Oscar because of fucking the stupid ass movie. Watch, because everyone loves LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Fucking ho. Uh, the okay, so uh, ten man elimination style match. Uh, this was supposed to be the way to have Hangman and the Dark Order get a title shot, but they really downplayed it throughout the match. 
I don't know if they change course, change the finish or whatnot, but uh, it go, comes down to Hangman taking on the Young Bucks and Kenny. Uh, Page fights his damnedest, but unfortunately he comes up short. Uh, Dominic, your thoughts on the match? I loved it. I thought this was a fantastic match. The crowd was white hot. I, I think it was it was perfect for them to put this on first because you want everyone to be going apeshit for it, which they did. Um, yeah, I fucking loved it. I, I loved every aspect of it besides the entrance. So I've heard some rumblings that maybe they're switching things up. They're not going to go with Hangman versus Kenny at All Out, which I just don't understand. Like, I think you have to go with this match. I don't think you need to put the title on Hangman, but I think you need to have this match at All Out. No, they need to have Hangman get the title. He is the only one that can dethrone Kenny. If you have anyone else, I'm not going to name any names here, but any of these big names that are rumored to be signing, if you have them come and win, you it, it's going to piss everyone off. I agree. I agree. But uh, we're only you know a month away from the pay-per-view, and Hangman got demoted from number one to number three. How are we? How are we getting there? Because I think we both we both agree they need to at least have the match, but it's gonna, you know, we got four shows for them to get there. I don't know. I think it's probably gonna turn out to be like a career versus title, or it's gonna be you know it's gonna be something stupid like that, which then you know, um, uh, not Omega, Page has to win. So I hope it doesn't get to that, but they need to have the match, and I if if it's gonna be for the title, Page has to win. We get the FTR championship celebration with Ricky Starks. They get the, uh, they got a band around. Taz is up on like a scissor lift and they, they, Ricky Starks cuts a promo. I think he is a really good talker. Really, uh, really well done here. Wait, did you say FTR? FTW, whatever. Sorry. Uh, For a second, I was like, yeah, wait, no, it's not the. Did I say FTR? I might have. I don't know. You said FTR. Whatever. Uh, FTW. uh, Brian Cage comes out and he just beats up on the poor band members. Uh, shout out to Jim Ross, line of the night, saying that trombone trombones do not belong in wrestling. And uh, Ricky Starks scurries away, so we're continuing on with the uh, Cage versus Starks. I'm insulted by that line, but yet I still respect it for some reason. Then uh, FTW takes on Santana and Ortiz. That's FTR. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I got it, got it. Uh, FTR uh, from North Carolina. They uh, didn't get too much of a, a strong reaction. I think it was kind of them being slotted as, you know, coming after the the hot 10-man tag. And I think the crowd is still kind of down, or, you know, kind of recovering from that. But um, they, they built this up quite nicely. But then, unfortunately, the crowd reaction was what it was. And then there's an injury. Cash Wheeler cut up his arm pretty good and they obviously had to go to like an abrupt uh, finish uh, after it gets the win over Santana Ortiz disappointing, but you know, they, it, I mean, shit happens. I, I wish they maybe run it back and we can have a better match later. I didn't really pay attention to how he cut it. How did he cut it? Do you know? Uh, he kind of cut it like on the turnbuckle, like the connector between the, the post oh, and the turnbuckle. Okay. All right. Something like that. Hate to see it. Uh, yeah, then we get uh, they tease this throughout the show saying that Tony Khan had a really big announcement for an event coming up. So just outright saying it's an event. It's not, you know, any big signing or anything like that. But they announced that uh, AW, the second Rampage, their Friday show will be taking place at the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. And it is dubbed the first dance 
United Center, home of the Blackhawks and the Bulls. You know, the biggest arena in Chicago, probably the biggest arena they've run thus far. And it is in Chicago. They cut to a CM Punk chant. Then Darby Allen, they go right to Darby Allen. He cuts a promo and he says he's going to be there and he'll take on any and all challengers, even if they consider themselves the best in the world. I'm getting so sick and tired of this shit. Right. I can't be the only one who just fucking either wants them to say they did it and then we can just anticipate the debut or to tell them that they're not and we can just get over this whole CM Punk bullshit. I mean, Dominic, they literally announced it without announcing it, which I think is kind of fun. And I bet you he goes to WWE now. I, I don't think you, you can't advertise a big show in Chicago, say the first dance and then outright have someone say his catchphrase like, yeah, you know, it's maybe fun to troll. But if Chicago doesn't get CM Punk on that 20th show, they might They're never going to be allowed back in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, All Out is going to be a shit show if CM Punk is not there on that August show. Yeah, but see, the thing is, you're not going to bring him out first match, first segment. So then the whole night, it's going to be CM Punk, CM Punk, and it's going to fucking ruin the show anyways. I don't think it's going to ruin the show. It's just going to build anticipation. Just like, I mean, it's different because he wasn't advertised, but like the John Moxley situation, like everyone in that arena, like almost expected John Moxley to come out at double or nothing. And then when it did the fucking roof blew off the place, I think it's going to be even bigger than that for CM Punk in Chicago when everyone knows it's going to happen, or at least everyone expects it to happen. So I guess we're going to Chicago now. I mean, I'm not going to that August show, but I am legitimately considering going to all out. I will say that right now. I don't even care if it's by myself. Uh, can we just get over this? We'll talk about it later. I'm fucking hungry, man. Well, I'm fucking hungry too, okay, Dominic? You're not the only fat boy starving on this podcast. Anyways, uh, Lance Archer takes on Hikaleo. Uh, he defends the IWGP US title. Lance Archer gets the win. Good for him. King Aku was there. Uh, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. We see him on an AEW show, which was kind of crazy. And he is going to challenge Lance Archer for the IWGP title at uh, in Japan. So uh, the Forbidden Door continues to be open. Maybe there's a WWE Forbidden Door that we don't know about, and they're technically, wink, wink, releasing them, and, you know, just going to open up the floodgates. Mm -hmm. uh, Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes get into a brawl once again. Cody wearing white, Malachi wearing black. Cool. Uh, the crowd was was hot for this. They really liked uh, Black. They, you know, they booed Cody. Not saying they didn't like Cody, but... Do you think this is a way to turn Cody heel or is this just kind of a, you know, a big time match and people are just going to choose black over Cody? I think it's going to be half and half. I think like for me, I love Malachi black, Tommy and whatever you want to call him. Um, so that's the reason why I would be rooting for him. But I think people, I think it's about time that Cody goes full heel and just, you know, takes the role of being a big wig, kind of like a triple H esque character, but still being a badass. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express take on the uh, Hardy family office and Cage and Express get the win. So uh, good for them. And then uh, Christian Cage gets beat up by the Blades. So it looks like we're going to that direction, even though Christian is kind of moving up the ranks in the AEW title scene. I do not want Which to is stupid. He's not even going against like legitimate contenders. And yet he's moving up. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. I mean, when he brought when he got brought in, they were outright teasing him and Kenny, which was like, 
okay, like we can have it. I don't want it on a big show. And once again, they cannot have this on all, on all out. I don't care if it's if you bring in CM Punk versus Brian Danielson for all out. I don't want to. Hey, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would complain too much, though. I want Hangman versus Kenny. Once again, I don't care if Hangman doesn't win, but I need that match. I need that match. I okay. need it. Okay. Uh, I, if you're Christian, he, he gets brought in. He was quote unquote like their biggest signing thus far, even though he probably wasn't. And then now you get Black, Andrade, Punk, Brian. He's just the low man on the totem pole right now. He Sucks. should just retire. Cut your losses, kid. Then we get Thunder Rosa taking on Julia Hart. Uh, Thunder Rosa officially an AEW member, so kind of her re-debut. Uh, match was a little sloppy. I probably would put that more on Hart, obviously, more than Rosa. Uh, Britt Baker did cut a promo earlier on in the show. This is the biggest match they can put on in the women's division, but do they go to it right away, or do they maybe put it on hold? Hopefully they put it on hold. Okay. Then in the main event, we get Chris Jericho, the pain maker, taking on Nick fucking Gage. In Whoa. He said freaking Nick fucking Gage. Okay. He, uh, they take, they face off in a no rules match, MJF on commentary. And uh, they, they have a, a death match. Um, I was watching it with my mommy and my mommy doesn't really like death match bloody things. She, she like legitimately just walked away and didn't watch it. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And I'm not saying like, I'm not making fun of her for that, but I think that's like a legitimate thing to worry about with these types of matches. Like people are not going to like this. They're probably going to be turned off by this. And I think AEW has kind of gone down the hardcore route a lot. This obviously was like the very extreme end of that. And I even, I mean, I'm not the death match guy, but I thought even this, I didn't enjoy it all that much. Like the novelty factor of it was cool, but I mean, it was all right. The guy took a pizza cutter to his head. Come on. Really? The problem with the match is that it took place the same week as Gage versus Cardona. Now, I don't know what you know about the match, what you've seen, but that match was absolutely fucking insane. It was. I the, saw some of it. It's the it, crowd was on fire and like just putting the two matches together, it just doesn't even compare. Like the match itself, I mean, it was almost like maybe the same match. I mean, the Cardona Gage match was more bloody, more brutal, more brutal, the less wrestling, like they didn't really wrestle at all. And just the heat and yada, 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 which on the other podcast, I talked about how I don't like them throwing bottles and shit in the ring and all these all these other things. But like even if the Cardona thing didn't happen, I think there's still some issues with it. But when you pair it up with the match from Saturday and compare it to this one, it just doesn't even compare. Well, yeah, well you also got to remember, was it GCW doesn't have a fucking national television deal? They can't go all out like, you know, I mean... AEW can't go all out like them. So and, Jer- and Jericho isn't a new guy on the indie scene trying to prove himself. Exactly. So it's it's understandable, but like you said, you can't. It's it's apples to oranges. You can't fucking compare them. Since we're here, Dominic, uh, any thoughts on the Gage Cardona match? Like thoughts on Cardona, like just going through this and his kind of new character, his new persona that he's doing over I in think, GCW. I think it's fucking stupid. I. He to me, he's never been the he's the persona I think he's trying to go after is kind of like a badass, like I don't give a shit about you fans, which he's never been about that. So it to me it's not fitting. It is very odd. So 
I, I kind of don't care for it. And being that he went through this brutal death match to get a title, his first technical world title, to me, it's not, I, I'm going to say it, I don't count it. I think it's, it's, I think it's, yeah, I, I don't care for it at all. I loved it. I thought it was, you know, fantastic. I'm not the death match guy, but I thought the match was like unbelievable. I mean, I think this is what a death match, like the best of a death match. Like, yeah, it wasn't like as athletic as Kenny and Moxley was, but uh, the brutality and the story behind it, I think was better than Moxley and Kenny. So uh, I very, I very much enjoyed the match. I thought, I think Cardona, yeah, maybe it's kind of too indie riffic where he's just saying, you know, fuck you and flipped up the fans, you know, every five seconds, but the heat that he's getting and just the persona and just the way he carries himself. See, here's the I thing. Love it. The reason he has heat is because of the way he debuted when he was doing the Moxley shit. And everyone was like, oh shit, it's Moxley. And then he took off the mask and it was him. That's why he has the heat. But it's I mean, not- I'm not, I'm not a GCW guy, so I don't, I can't speak for the fans, but is it them playing along or is it them? Like this isn't Puerto Rico or like, you know, the seventies and eighties were like, you need, you know, he needs to watch out for his health. I, I just don't know exactly, you know, what the heat is like. Uh, I, I, you're asking the wrong guy, too. I thought, I, th- I thought you watched every GCW show, Dominic. Oh, no, I'm the biggest fan. I know everyone. We're just going to completely ignore that you didn't even know what the name of the promotion was. But you did get it right, though. I will give you that. Well, I mean, yeah. I do pay attention to some shit. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean. All right, that'll do for everybody. Let's go. I know we talked about it like a little bit in the fanmo segment, but uh, thoughts on just Hooventude coming back? Anything uh, on that? You know, what I anything mean, you're expecting? I mean, I expect Jericho to win this match, but I do expect. See, I'm I'm kind of I'm nervous. I mean, yeah, they're both kind of up there in age. Jericho's still wrestling, I think, phenomenally. I haven't seen Hoovy wrestle in since the WWE days, so I'm. I'm nervous because I don't really want to see them go out there and put on a very lackluster match, but I don't also want them to go out there and go balls, balls of blazing and somebody get hurt. So I'm kind of split right now. Well, apparently I've been told I've seen Juventud Guerrero at, uh, at the cow palace. I don't remember it, but uh, apparently it wasn't offensive. For, I think he's for a, what a WWE show or a at APW, indie show. At APW Dominic. I've never been to cow palace for a WWE show. And like some people, you know, Oh, sorry. Right, Roddy Piper and Chris Benoit or whatever. Eddie Guerrero. It, it was Piper, Batista, and Eddie Guerrero versus Kennedy, Bob Orton, and Randy Orton. Thank you very much. Sorry, sorry. But uh, yeah, that'll do it for us for today. Thank you all very much. We almost hit the two-hour mark. Didn't quite do it, though. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to be like Mr. X, send in some questions, curveball and CS at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, DM us if you've got a question there. Facebook, Dominic, we asked any active are we i don't go on facebook but i don't know what what's going on over there. i mean i'll double check it i haven't fucking i'm just asking like for you I've, like you wonder the you, last thing i posted on it that's what i was kind of asking like you're no. the facebook ad you're the facebook and twitter admin so i want to know what's <sighs> going on over there well it's not loading which is never a good sign right 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 literally it's not i can't i can't switch over accounts damn it's we got not... our, we got our account deleted it's just been so inactive probably zuckerberg thought we were a bunch of russian bots Bye. Don't I? 
Anyways, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, everything else in in between. I got a link tree in the description. So just click on that and it'll take you to all the important links and follow us on all the socials. Uh, Tune in next week, next Friday. Maybe. I don't think I have anything planned on Friday. Maybe Dominic will tell me at the last minute that he has something planned, so then we're going to do it again on Saturday. So I don't know yet. Cause... That should be fun. Uh, um, any lasting words for the people's Dominic? Brandon's going to buy the chili today. And Oh, look, curveballs and chair shots. Here we go. That's the last thing I posted was... Drum roll, please. Insert the drum roll. <laughs> July 4th. And it was me wishing everybody happy Independence Day, which we got two likes. So who are the two likes? Let's see. Can I click on the are their last names Gunderson? Oh, it was Tyler Gunnison and Miss Number One fan Haley Guerrero. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Did you uh unrelated? Did you was it a picture of your of the wieners? Of your wieners. You didn't make any wieners though. Of your illustrious what? barbecue that you made on Fourth of July. No, I just posted a fucking. Uh, you were like, oh, you know, statement. chilling with the bros. We're together yeah, on Fourth of July. Which, by the way, I made I made the other rack of ribs. I think last weekend, and they actually were a lot better than the one out the ones I made for you. So because they weren't doused in barbecue sauce. No, I, well, I didn't douse them this time. I did brush them, but I didn't put as much. But uh, I think these ones had a little bit more meat, a little less fat. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, you know, maybe. One of these days, maybe if Brian ever moves back down to LA, I'll be invited over to your house. You know, next time I make a brisket, I'll let you know in advance so you can come over and try my brisket. Okay, I'll come over and taste your brisket, Dominic. You can try my meat. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get your meat in my mouth. Thank you all very much for tuning in. Until next time, that's been Dominic. I'm Brandon, and uh, the mascot chimed in. We heard, didn't hear from the studio audience, but we did hear from uh, Dominic's mom. So shout out to uh, Mama Hobson. And uh, everyone in between, thank you, Mr. X, for sending the questions. Hopefully, someone else sends some questions next week. And for the chili, maybe we'll get a chili review next week. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>